0: How are we doing, loved ones? God bless you. Thank you for coming to today's podcast. So, Fernando, your host, I'm out in the grass, enjoying the good weather. I'll be reading to you Mark chapter 4, verses 5, 6, 7, and 8. If the creek don't rise and the neighbors keep quiet, let's pray. God... Help me to read your word, nice and quiet and nice and loud. Help us to understand your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Jesus heals a demon-possessed man. So they arrived at the other side of the lake in the land of the Gerasenes. Just as Jesus was climbing from the boat... A man, possessed by an evil spirit, ran out from a cemetery to meet him. This man lived among the tombs and could not be restrained, even with a chain. Whenever he was put into chains and shackles, as he often was, he snapped the chains from his wrists and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to control him. All day long and throughout the night, he would wander among the tombs and in the hills, screaming and hitting himself with stones. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him. He ran to meet Jesus and fell down before him. He gave a terrible scream, shrieking. Why are you bothering me, Jesus, son of the most high God? For God's sake, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the spirit, Come out of the man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? And the spirit replied, Legion, because there are many of us here inside this man. Then the spirit begged him again and again not to send them to some distant place. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby. Send us into those pigs, the evil spirit begged. Jesus gave them permission so that the evil spirits came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd of 2,000 pigs plunged down to the steep hillside into the lake where they drowned. The herdsmen fled to the nearby city and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. Everyone rushed out to see for themselves. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, but they were frightened when they saw the man who had been demon-possessed For he was sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane. Those who had seen what happened to the man and to the pigs told everyone about it. And the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. When Jesus got back into the boat, the man who had been demon possessed begged to go too. But Jesus said, No, go home to your friends and tell them what wonderful things The Lord has done for you, and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the ten towns of the region and began to tell everyone about the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. When Jesus went back across to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. A leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, came and fell down before him pleading with him to heal his little daughter. She is about to die, he said in desperation. Please come and place your hand on her. Heal her so she can live. Jesus went with him and the crowd thronged, thronged behind. And there was a woman in the crowd who had a hemorrhage of for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal with many doctors through the years, and had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better, in fact, she was worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him, through the crowd, and touched the fringe of his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his clothing, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped, and she could feel that she had been healed. Jesus realized at once that the healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, All this crowd is pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around so to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your fate has made you well. Go in peace. You have been healed. While he was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from Jarvis' home with the message, Your daughter's dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But Jesus ignored their comments and said to Jarvis, Don't be afraid. Just trust me. Don't be afraid, just trust me. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter and James and John. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw the commotion and the weeping and wailing. He went inside and spoke to the people. Why all this weeping and commotion, he asked. The child isn't dead. She is only asleep. The crowd laughed at him, and he, but he told them all to go outside. Then he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. Holding her hand, he said to her, Get up, little girl. And the girl, who was 12 years old, immediately stood up and walked around. Her parents were absolutely overwhelmed. Jesus commanded not to tell anyone what had happened, and he told them to give her Something to eat. Chapter 6. Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. They asked, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. And his sister lived right among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe him, to believe in him. Then Jesus told them A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any mighty miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then Jesus went out from a village to village teaching, and he called his 12 disciples together and sent them out two by two with authority to cast out evil spirits. He told them to take nothing with them except a walking stick. No food, no water's bag, no traveler's bag, no money. He told him to wear sandals, but not to take even an extra coat. When you enter each village, be a guest in only one home, he said. And if a village won't welcome you or listen to you, shake off its dust from your feet as you leave. It is a sign that you have abandoned that village to its faith. So the disciples went out telling all the men to turn from their sins and they cast out demons and healed many sick people, anointing them with olive oil. Herods, Antipas, the king, soon heard about Jesus, because people everywhere were talking about him. Some were saying, "This must be John the Baptist come back to life again. That is why he can do such miracles. Others thought Jesus was the ancient prophet Elijah. Still others thought he was a prophet like the other great prophets of the past. When Herod heard about Jesus, he said, John, the man I beheaded, has come back from the dead. For Herod has sent soldiers to arrest and imprison John as a favor to Heroditus. She had been his brother's Philip's wife, but Herod had married her. John kept telling Herod, It is illegal for you to marry your brother's wife. Herodias was enraged and uh, wanted John killed in revenge. But without Herod's approval, she was powerless. And Herod respected John, knowing that he was a good and holy man. So he kept him under his protection. Herod was disturbed whenever he talked with John. But even so, he liked to listen to him. Herodias' chance finally came. It was Herod's birthday. And he gave a party for his palace aides, army officers, and the leading citizens of Galilee. Then his daughter, also named Herodias, came in and performed a dance that greatly pleased them all. Ask me for anything you like, the king said to the girl, and I will give it to you. Then he promised, I will give you whatever you ask, up to half of my kingdom. She went out and asked her mother, what should I ask for? Her mother told her, "'Ask for John the Baptist's head.'" So the girl hurried back to the king and told him, "'I want the head of John the Baptist right now on a tray.'" Then the king was very sorry, but he was embarrassed to break his oath in front of his guests. So he sent an executioner to the prison to cut off John's head and bring it to him. The soldier beheaded John in the prison, brought his head on a tray and gave it to the girl who took it to her mother. When John's disciples heard what had happened, they came for his body and buried him in a tomb. The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all that they had done, what they had taught. Then Jesus said, let's get away from the crowds for a while and rest. There were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his disciples didn't even have a time to eat. They left by the boat for a quieter spot. They left by boat. But many people saw them leaving, and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and met them as they landed. A vast crowd was there as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he taught them many things. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, this is a desolate place and it is getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy themselves some food. But Jesus said, you feed them. With what, they asked. It would take a small fortune to buy food for all this crowd. How much food do you have, he asked. Go and find out they came back and reported we have five loaves of bread and two fishes then jesus told the crowd to sit down in groups on the green grass so they sat in groups of 50 or a 100. jesus took the five loaves and two fish looked up toward heaven and asked god blessing on the food breaking the loaves into pieces he kept giving the bread and fish to the disciples to give to the people They all ate as much as they wanted, and they picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. 5,000 men had eaten from these five loaves. Immediately after this, Jesus made his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake at Tuba while he sent the people home. Afterwards, he went up into the hill by himself to pray. During the night, the disciples were in their boat out in the middle of the lake. And Jesus was alone on land. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves about three o'clock in the morning. He came to them walking on the water. He started to go past them. But when they saw him walking on the water... They screamed in terror, thinking it was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke to them. At once, it's all right, he said. I am here. Don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat, and the wind stopped. They were astonished at what they saw. They still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the multitude loaves, for their hearts were hard, and they did not believe. When they arrived at Jemeneseret on the other side of the lake, they anchored the boat and climbed out. The people standing there recognized him at once, and they ran throughout the whole area and began carrying out people to meet him. On, on mats, wh- wherever he went, in villages and cities and, wherever he went, in villages, cities and out on the farms, they laid the sick in the market plazas and streets. The sick begged him to let them at least touch the fringe of his robe, and all who touched it were healed. Let's pray. Prayer can change and improve our situations in life. With God's guidance through the Holy Spirit, we can be prosperous, successful, freedom, and joy in every aspect of our lives because the Holy Spirit will come and overtake us. Jesus, Jesus said that people, they, they mistake by not knowing the power of God or the scriptures, Matthew 22, 29. And Jesus also said in John 16 that the people are mistaken because they don't believe in Jesus, which is the answer to all, all problems. They don't believe that he is the way, the truth, and the life that takes them to heaven, which that's what they're seeking through religion and other prayers, mantras, and beliefs and they don't believe that Satan is defeated already he's been disarmed they don't believe that they run on fear and don't make a bold stand against him and say in the name of Jesus I am filled I am delivered my God supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus they don't make a stand against the devil they think the devil has power, the devil's defeating them too much and it's it says what the what's the use right? And they'll have to take a drink and go into incredible sloppiness of life when God has given us everything we need from power for this life and for the next life in Jesus name, three things: we are to believe in Jesus in the cross, surrender to the cross. See the blood of Jesus. He's taken all our sins, sickness, and disease, even our loneliness, even our lack of humor, away. (laughs) And the Lord has uh, opened a way for us to become, number two, become children of the Father, children of the Most High, to be loved by the Father, to be loved by the Holy Spirit, to be loved by Jesus Christ himself, and to feel that love. As surely as the sun rises, we feel that love and that unction. And third, poverty is defeated. Sickness and disease is defeated. Satan is defeated. Fever, fear, all things are defeated by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We have to say it, folks, the word of our testimony. Hallelujah. Praise be to the Lord Jesus Christ, whom all things flow. If you want success in your life, read the new testament out loud and record yourself so when you're brushing your teeth you can hear yourself when you're going to sleep you can hear yourself and that's that's a requirement <clears throat> because god sent his word and he healed them of all their diseases the lord jesus said my words are spirit and life <clears throat> his words what else can i tell you you're 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 half-heartedly believing this. You're half-heartedly paying attention to all all the news shows coming in the media. You're trying to take care of people that are designed by Satan to take away your time and to give you bad imaginations. Is it too hard to tell you to devote one hour of study of the Word of God and record it on your phone? Is that too hard? Is that too hard for you? Try it. See if you don't get uh, hit left and right. And then you throw up and you say, this is too hard. People will call you and disturb you. Thank you, Lord. Now, let's go ahead and say a few prayers. Uh, i taken these prayers from Darius Wallace. Love, Mag. Magnitude or something from YouTube. He just reminded me of some of the things I've been studying today, especially in the New Testament. One of the things I've been studying is that we need to stay in the New Testament, and I, for myself, stay in both. It's kind of like I need to move to the new New Testament and stay there. And if it refers to the old, I can go and glance it, that I don't have to read all all the uh, the names and the uh, and uh, it just it just takes a lot of a lot of time that can be used to read the Gospels, to read Paul's writings. Anyway, he'll guide us and develop us, so let's pray. Ready? The Lord has set his face against anyone who will curse me, for he has declared that I am to be blessed. Father, I fully trust your word. I do not mentally assent to it, but fully trust it. I do not say that I believe, and then allow my actions to display mistrust. Father, we lean on you on every disappointment, on every occasion. We say, let us lean on the Father. Let us lean on the Lord, for he shall sustain us. We All is well. We place it in his hand. Amen. We show a demonstration of our faith, we show a demonstration of our trust, and we show that all is well before it is well, in the name of Jesus. I know that the Lord makes good on everything he has promised to me on the Word of God when I read it and it goes into my heart, then it becomes logo, it becomes spirit. I understand that. That the Lord has given me blessings and He commands the blessing to come towards me. It cannot be reversed. Therefore, I am blessed. I thank you, Lord, for being my unfailing provider. Thank you. You know that all that I endure in this life, you know every hardship and trial. And I praise you through them, Lord. I give you thanksgiving and praise. In all situations, I I am a cheerful. Experiencer, I am a cheerful giver. I am a chief cheerful receiver. I am a choose to choose to choose to choose to cheerful. And I thank you, Father, that you're always there for me, making good. You always cause me to prosper, and whatever I set my hand to, you see to it that I am fed and clothed. You never fail to provide for me. Because of you, I shall never want. I truly love you with all my heart. You are the first love of my life. Nothing that I desire compares with you. Knowing you is more important to me than any other pursuit. Therefore, I commit myself to your word. I will speak of it morning, noon, and night. It shall encompass all my conversations. I will speak of it when I sit in my house, when I lay down, when I rise up, when I surf the internet, when I walk by the earside. I will teach it diligently to my children, my loved ones, my congregation, my children, my influence over others. It shall be as a sign upon my hands and my eyes. I, take my, I make my commitment before you to make your word the final authority in my life. Father, I thank you that through your word, I will inherit all things. My house is filled with good things. I enjoy abundant provision in the land you have given me. I reap the work of others as an inheritance from you. I will not forget that you alone caused me to possess these things. All that I have is from your hand. I thank you for it all. Praise be to your holy name. I love my heavenly father with all my mind and all my spirit and all my physical strength. His word is implanted and deeply rooted in my mind and in my heart. By these statues, I receive an abundance of blessings. By the promise of the Lord, I am brought into a prosperous dwelling. Through him my home is supplied with an abundance of good things. All that I have has been given to me by his grace. It is the Lord who prospers me and gives me an inheritance of things that I did not provide. I will not forget what he has done for me. Amen. Again, let me go ahead and go through this again so we can I'll give you a chance to repeat it after me. Okay these are called breakthrough prayers. This will give you an immense source of personal power. They've been taken from the Bible to and rearranged to, to go into your heart and your system to you receive your joy and your abundance. Lord, you have set your face against anyone who will curse me, Lord. For you have declared that I am to be blessed. Okay, everyone say with me. Lord, you have declared that I am to be blessed. Father, I trust your word. I do not mentally assent to it, but I trust it. I do not say one thing and don't go do another thing in my actions. I know that you make good on everything you have promised me. I understand that my confession goes and it moves more situations than my eyes can see. You have given your command of blessing. It cannot be reversed. Therefore, I am blessed. I thank you for being my unfailing provider. I thank you that you're, you're being my unfailing provider. You know all that I endure in this life. You know every hardship and trial. In all situations, you're always there for me, Lord. Lord. You always caused me to prosper in whatever I set my hands to do. You see to it that I am fed and clothed. You never fail to provide for me. Because of you, I shall not be in want. I truly love you with all of my heart. You are the first love of my life. Nothing that I desire compares with you. Knowing you is more important to me than any other pursuit. Knowing you is more important to me than any other pursuit. The Holy Spirit, Jesus, and the Scripture. Therefore, I commit myself to your word. I will speak of it night, morning, and noon. It shall cover all my ideas and conversation. I will speak on it when I sit in my house, on the phone, socializing, at the post office, everywhere I can, on the aisles. I will speak of your word. Hallelujah. I would acknowledge you at all times. Hallelujah. When I'm in the bathroom... I will teach it diligently to my loved ones and all the people around me. It shall be a sign upon my hands and a frontless before my eyes. I make my commitment before you to make your word the final authority in my life. Father, I thank you that through your word you caused me to inherit great wealth. My houses are filled with good things. I enjoy abundant provision in the land you have given me. I reap the work of others and inheritance from you. I will not forget that you caused me to possess these things. You have said in your word, Lord, that houses and riches and inheritance from fathers and a prudent spouse is from you, Lord. All that I have is from you, Lord. I thank you for it all. You said in your word in Proverbs the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he had no sorrow with it, Proverbs ten twenty two. Now, the, the proving of the original text of the Bible is, for instance, the Hebrew alphabet, the Greek alphabet, they have a numeric value. Every word and every phrase has a numeric value. Calculating numeric value is not done by mythical and all and to give us a, a, a haste. The analysis of Bible numbers is to identify the original text. Today we have access to more than 5,000 ancient handwritten copies of ancient biblical texts, but they don't all agree. But they don't affect foundational principles that God and Jesus Christ. But analysis is needed to figure out which are the original texts, and this is where the numbers come in. A numeric tr- structure. The key that we have this is the is the structure that that Jesus said I will in the Old Testament thirty seven times. And then he said, I am in the finished product in the New Testament 37 times. So right there, we find out that they, they coincide, they are fulfilled. What's been said and what's been recorded is fulfill. And we can do that with numbers. Now, salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for our sins. He was buried and he rose from the dead. Jesus' sacrifice was foretold in the Old Testament, Isaiah 53. And he was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Long screen with the Hebrew, along with the numeric value of each work. The numeric value is 1,369, which is 37 times 37. 37 shows in the significant value of the Old Testament and New Testament Jesus comes from the Greek New Testament and the number is 888 for the Greek Jesus 2 times 12 times 37 Christ is a title, which means the anointing wind. Christos in Greek. Numeric value in Christo is 1,480. 37 times 40. The blood of Jesus, 1 John 1, 7. In Greek, toaima ishu. The numeric value is 1110. The divisible by thirty-seven, Dividable. Shalem means made whole, completed, at peace, debts paid. The Shalem, three hundred and seventy numeric value, which is thirty-seven times ten. In the Greek of the New Testament it is made whole, auto complete, as a numeric value of. 370, which is 37 times 10. Getting back to the Old Testament, 37 times it says, I will be. In the New Testament, in the Greek, it says 37 times, I am he. Jesus has fulfilled the promise. The New Testament announces that Jesus is the Lord. Over a period of sixteen hundred years, forty plus men have put down messages that was given through the Holy Spirit. Much later, words will be collected and selected is to one volume, the Bible. 40, precisely thirty-seven times I will be yes, in reference to the Lord. Precisely thirty-seven times. Jesus saying, I am, find its way into the New Testament in the Greek. And that could have not happened by chance. The number 37 is significant. And the promise of fulfillment is central in our knowledge of our scripture. That result is not by chance. At certain times, the words occur in the different chapters. A particular word makes us believe that it was accidental. That's, here's the 37 occurrences. For example, Exodus 3.12, Joshua 3.7, Jeremiah 32.38, Hosea 37 times Old Testament. First occurrence is Genesis 26.3. To stay in this land and I will be with you. I will be with you. Second reference, 31.3, Genesis. Return to the land and I will be with you. Here's an interesting feature of, of biblical Hebrew. And... It changes the tense, the word and, uh, past or present. I will be, it will be. In these two occurrences, I will be with you and I will be with you. He will be with Isaac and he will be with Jacob. And I am with you, and I am with you is translated. It's the name of Jesus saying, I am with you. It's also repeated in Second Samuel seven six and second Samuel seven nine. First Chronicles seventeen five and first chronicles seventeen eight. He will be with you. And twenty six Genesis twenty six three Buhe in Hebrew. It's eight hundred times in the Old Testament. When Jews come to this word, they say, "Adonai." The Adonai means the Lord." In Zechariah 8, 8 that's the 37th mentioning of the there's 137,720 Greek words in the New Testament. You add the the words in the Old Testament three hundred two thousand nine hundred seventy nine. You add four hundred forty six hundred ninety nine thousand total. By seven times one fifty seven equals four hundred one. That is supernatural. 157, 37th prime number. Numeric value of untranslated word Aleph of the first and last letters of the Hebrew word. Jesus said he is the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last of the Greek alphabet. In a nutshell, the numbers in the uh, Greek in the Old Testament and the numbers in the New Greek, New Testament, they all coincide. The Hebrew letting in the Old Testament, the Hebrew words in the New, they all multiply and are divinely inspired, and that is not by chance. In a nutshell, thank you, thank you for hanging in there, <clears throat> and uh, I hope this helped. It has blessed me. The Word of God is an amazing, amazing f- wonder. First wonder of the world, the love of God, the Word of God, and what the Word does to us. In Jesus' name, be blessed, family. I love you. Seven occurrences in the two hundred and sixty chapter. 26 times 10, 260. Word of the Lord. Thank-